the process podcast episode 331 and uh, i'm just gonna send you that song now really quick um it's a good song touch my tralala by gunther mm. they call it the ding dong song for some reason it's uh it's quite comedic it's quite comedic i would highly recommend it playing it in the car on very loud speakers right with a lot of people around um in a public setting in the middle of the day mm. which is typically when you have a lot of people around um but yeah what's up what's going on zach watson how's your day uh, it's been all right yeah do any poster design creativity oriented stuff uh no i just worked on the car a bit today oh yeah how's that going uh, it's all right it's good still still chipping away small yeah, little bits of small progress. little bits yeah Nice. Got the gas tank out, which oh, yeah, which is fun. How air quotes fun? How do you get that out? How does that work? Well, because we have the transmission out. Oh right. Which for for the nine four you have to get the transmission out because it's in the back, right underneath said gas tank so while we had it out we're like well gonna have to take the gas tank out to fit a higher performance fuel pump anyways Mm -hmm. that will probably gonna fit inside the gas tank so we got to get that out to work on it but then also just for an opportunity just to clean more that's true i mean inside the car like um, above the gas tank is actually still kind of clean, which is impressive because I don't think it well, it's probably never been taken out in like you know 38 years. So that's true. Um, but the gas tank itself is kind of dirty, so it'd be nice now that it's out, give that a, a good clean. It's gonna be nice, mm-hmm. nice, yeah. And then next steps, or do you have any idea what you're gonna do next on it, or just kind of continue cleaning the little bits inside? Ah, uh, yeah, just cleaning for now. Yeah. Next time I'm over, we'll have to take photos of you like cleaning it. Yeah, well, it's gonna be fun because uh, that my dad was gonna get the pressure washer back from my uncle, and then just kind of mm-hmm. like pull the the Porsche, just roll it slightly out of the garage a bit, and then have to get under it in like old shitty clothes and just pressure wash the shit out of it in the cold. Yeah, which would be fun in the cold. Yeah. Maybe do if that on a day it's when it's mild. not freezing. Yeah, if it, yeah. Well, yeah, that would be not ideal. Okay. okay. My old neighbor in Aurora used to, I don't know whether it was one of his first winters in Canada or not, or he just didn't understand the fact that it was below freezing outside. But this is the neighbor that had the, the X1 mm-hmm. and would wash this car with soap in december and it was like minus three or minus four Mm, outside not a good idea not a good idea at all and my dad i think my dad my dad came back from somewhere comes inside obviously parks in the driveway and sees this buffoon power washing 
or cleaning his car with soap in winter below freezing temperatures mm. and comes inside and says, just go out to the garage and pretend to get something and like look at what the neighbor's doing. I'm like, all right, it's a bit sus. Um, so I go out. This is maybe three or four years ago. I was probably home for Christmas break. I go go outside. I'm like, what the fuck? And the next day, you just see like rivulets of ice and like looked like frozen. It looked like frozen bubbles everywhere wow. where the soap, the soap suds, I guess, yeah. had frozen. So it looked, it looked kind of like soap, but if you were to touch it, it's hard. And like some of the little soap bubbles break because the uh, the film is so thin. It's pretty cool, but uh, yeah, props for brain cells on that move there. Yeah, big brain moves right there. And obviously, the driveway just became a fucking ice rink on his side. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we made sure to file any uh, sue for any damages. One of us tripped and fell. Mm, good plan. Good luckily, plan. luckily none of us did. But it's times when I look at that, I'm like, what the hell are you thinking? What is going on inside your brain to make think to make you think that that is a good idea? Yeah, I guess some people just don't think it through. I suppose. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how what physics is. That's true. I guess one degree of difference, right? Goes from one degrees and then it's frozen, and then, which is really weird to think that the like the the barrier for that is one degree. It's so fine. Mm-hmm. But I guess that is the beauty of the natural physical world in which we inhabit. Well, where we are at um, our average sea level anyways. That's true. 200 and I think Aurora is 274 meters above sea level. Here, I'm 363. Because if you were like at a, is nothing if you're on top of Mount Everest and you boiled water, it would boil at a lower temperature? Probably. Yes, physics would boil at a lower temperature. I would make sense. I feel like I knew, I feel like I could explain that in a physics sense five years ago. Yeah. After well, some of you would like school, but. the atmosphere, um, like less, I don't fucking know, something. Yeah. Maybe less atmospheric pressure. Could. Meaning that there's less. Less forces acting on the particles? Not sure. I don't know. Yeah, I'll give a quick Google just so we don't sound too stupid, but yeah. Okay. Something like that. I'll uh I'll tell you a little bit about what I did today. Mm-hmm. So sat in a handful of meetings, tried not to blow my brains out with this stupid cold, puffy lip sinus infection that I have, and listened to Beeple, the NFT guy on rogan's podcast and the clip like the thumbnail for him popped up and i was like this guy looks this guy looks like a high school history teacher who collects like rare stamps Mm -hmm. um not to say that's a bad thing but just looks like very classically nerdy in all the best ways right and listening to him Unfortunately, like they didn't talk about the creation process of this stuff as much as I hoped they would. Obviously, they ended up talking about hunting. Um, so a quick little case. interrupt. It is lower, lower pressure, right? 
Hmm. Science. Lower. Um, See, yeah, that made sense. Lower pressure, higher altitudes. Yeah, I said on at a uh, top of Mount Everest, it would boil at sixty-eight degrees Celsius. It's a oh, big shit. difference. That's like a third. And then they say basically. places where it's like super pressurey, scientific term, like uh, <laughs> bottom of the ocean, it would uh-huh. remain liquid until up to like four hundred degrees Celsius. That makes so much sense. You know, when you see those like vapor, like those big hot, bubbly, the volcanic, volcanic vents. thing vents, it remains oh. liquid around that until it's very, very hot. Dude, that makes so much sense. How have I never thought of that before? Yeah, because otherwise, I guess it would just be no like water because it would just be boiling. Yeah. Whoa. I feel really smart now. There you go. That's a that's Physics. a big vibe. Um, but yeah, so be like. They didn't talk about the creation process as much, which is what I was hoping to, just yeah. to glean a bit of insight into it. Um, but it was interesting to hear a primarily digital artist talk about how he creates stuff. He's talking about how he bought a 3D model of a penis to use in some of his stuff, renders everything in... Um, cinema like builds everything in cinema 4d and renders it in cinema 4d right um or renders it in octane octane whatever that rendering engine is which i thought was cool because i'm like i know what those things are i know i I, some there's somewhat of a relation there Mm. um but he did talk about how i think this was the night before he did the interview with rogan he said I was just sitting in my hotel room. I was listening to music. I was sitting in a chair on my laptop, just making this NFT. He said, I killed four hours. I posted it online and then I went to bed. And it's it just seems like a remarkably simple thing. Four hours is a lot of time. It's like half of a working day. Um, it's a sixth of a normal day. But just the idea of just sitting down for six hours doing something like that and then just putting it out into the world and then going on, but doing it consistently. Apparently he's done it every single day since the last for for the last 14 years. Mm. And he calls them every days, which I thought was an interesting point. He doesn't call them like NFTs or artworks or pieces. It's he references them as every days, which again, makes sense knowing what he does. Um, but it's we it's not weird, but it's interesting that someone may like labels uh or gives a name to their type of artwork mm. in that specific way. Um he did talk about how he'll render it. He explains um like what Cinema 4D is, like it's a 3D virtual space that you can build stuff in, import other models. And it was nice to hear that Joe Rogan knew like nothing about what that was. Yeah. Or, or appeared to know nothing about what it was. He did not. He's like, what do you mean like a 3D model of a dick? Like he, s- he said, what does that mean? And people's like, well, it's a... Joe, you know what 3D is? <laughs> it's a 3D model oh, yeah. of a penis. If you hunted elk, you should probably know what that means. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. I would I would recommend listening to like the first half of it. Yeah. And then it gets kind of like weirdly political and then they talk about hunting and... Here's an interesting insight, though. He drives 
He's like the most successful NFT artist of all time, I guess, right? Yeah, he sold or has one the for highest like, selling. Well, yeah, he sold one like last year, right, for like sixty something million. Jesus Lord. It was the. And he drives a. It was a combination of all of his other NFTs in one grid. Whoa. And that piece oh, sold for like. He was on auction. He sold it for like sixty something million. Wow. And he drives a Camry. Yeah, of course. Which I thought was interesting, besides the point that it's a Camry. I wouldn't buy a Camry. But he doesn't seem like the guy that would that has gone out and splurged on an expensive car Boring. or a giant house or anything like that. He seems like the type of guy that just does it. And he's he's like just listening to him talk, you can tell he's such a nerdy art type of a guy. Yeah. Um just doesn't and obviously gives off dorky vibes because of that um but doesn't seem pretentious but again that's like the first thing first time i've ever heard him speak thought he was a lot older and had gray hair that's what i thought that's what right maybe he dyed his hair possibly but yeah that's where the money went to like the first new hair yeah hair transplant nice it's like all the all the billionaires all of a sudden oh yeah super jacked out of nowhere and like really built or have better hair all of a sudden yeah Mm -hmm. maybe that's what money does maybe it's not even a hair transplant it's (laughs) just just the fact that you have the money you don't have to worry about it and the higher amount of digits in your bank account right it's like a 50 50 flip you either get jacked or you get better hair yeah because bezos Bezos got got jacked jacked. elon got hair He's starting to get a little big, isn't he? He's always been weirdly big. His body shape's very weird. It's not just me then looking he's at just, him. He's just oh, he's just a bit pudgy. Yeah, but he's just his body's just weird. Like it's it's he's got a rectangular it's face. It's like a dad bod, but like just bigger. He doesn't look fat, <laughs> but he's not jacked, but it's so weird. Um yeah, he got better hair. Like proportionally thick. He's definitely got hair transplants or something. Oh, you, yeah. Because you've seen before and after. Like when he was like 20, those old pictures of him when he started pay- PayPal and everything, he's super nerdy yeah. fixing his old shitty car. He, his hair is like gone, gone. Yeah. Um, it was like us level hair. Yeah. Yeah. So he got hair. Yeah, Bezos got jacked. Guaranteed. Yeah. Who else is a billionaire? I mean, Bill Gates is just, well, just a lot of money. The Rock jacked. I feel like The Rock was jacked before. He yeah, the, the, the Rock was jacked since he came out of the womb. I but think. he's maintained it, and he's maintained it well. Yeah. He just also didn't need hair. At this point, it'd be weird if he had hair. Yeah, I'd be uncomfortable. I'd like to see it. I wonder if he can probably grow a beard. Probably. Actually, if he had hair, then he'd actually look like the character he voiced, right? In Moana. Oh, from Moana, yeah. That's such it's that's it's actually a good movie. Have you ever seen it? I have, yes. Yeah, it's a good movie. It was alright. Did it is make you watch it? No. It was a long time ago thing, I think. Oh, that's fair. It has been out for uh for quite a while. But uh but you you mentioned earlier that you had uh something you wanted to to bring up on today's show. Um, it was just kind of going off of yesterday about the Easter egg thing. Mm. Was that yesterday? Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, right? Tuesday? Tuesday, yes. I've completely lost track of all things at this point. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was yesterday. I just checked the notes. Um, Yeah, I've lost track of all time and space. Because um, I was thinking today, may or may not have been on the toilet, but I was like... With like when we're talking about Easter eggs, specifically it was for like Lego sets and then um, like Hot Wheels cars. But I w- I was I was thinking of like you know Easter eggs in in like actually more serious design stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think of other examples, but I was thinking of like kind of like the importance of it of like because oh. I I never kind of realized, but you know like. I've done it on some school projects. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us did. And like, like I, I in, in CAD class when we did our CAD project in third in year or third whatever, year? right? And we had to design, we had to model something big, right? And I did, but mm-hmm. the old Tron bike or the, the Tron bike from the Tron sequel. Yeah, yeah. And like we had, to, one of the criteria I think was you had to have like a decal in it. Yes. And the one shot I did where it's kind of like, you know, like a over-the-shoulder look through the glass of the Tron bike. And inside, there was like a little, like, you know, digital, like, gauge on top of the handlebars, like, a heads-up display. And on that, it kind of just looked like a futuristic Speedo and whatever. But on it, the speed, I made it so that it said the speed was 88 miles an hour. There's a little Easter egg because of my love for oh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. And it's like an Easter egg, right? No one <laughs> noticed. No one would know. And that. there was only one render that I don't even know if I used in the final submission, but I did it for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, where you'd actually see it. Oh. You know, but like it's one of those things that I knew was there. Mm-hmm. Cause it's fun, right? And I started thinking yes. of like um, I remember I think it was Bruce saying that Bruce or Tony saying that one of the past auto guys, every time you do a render, like an in situ render, he would always throw in some sort of reference to a rush album. Oh yeah. I remember that. I think I think Bruce and Tony told us that at the same time. I have a feeling they were in the same room. Yeah, it seems like yeah, it seems right. And I was just like I was thinking about it because, I mean, that's obviously just like having fun and, you know, it's a school project. So it's less serious and it's just kind of, yeah, having fun and, you know, putting you into the work kind of thing, putting yourself mm-hmm. in your own interest. But there's a part of me that was really thinking about like, you know, in actual products and stuff like that. A lot of people would be like, oh, what's the point of an Easter egg? You know, what's the point of like... And maybe in professional design, you wouldn't call it an Easter egg. It would just be like a, you know, a personal touch, a designer's personal touch or something, right? Style or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But there's something that's like, a lot of people, you know, because I was wondering to myself, I was like, what's the point though, right? Because, you know, it doesn't have a purpose, doesn't serve a purpose. Mm. It's not good design, blah, 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 blah. And I was like thinking of actually how it's like a, it's a, it's a user experience thing, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it benefits mm-hmm. the user. Like it increases the user's experience. And that's exactly it. In and in that sense, it does perform a function. The function may exactly. not necessarily be physical, 
but if it makes if it takes the user's experience from an eight to a nine out of a ten, yeah, then that's a very positive thing, right? And that's what I was just thinking. It was just a random thought today. I was just thinking of like I've never thought of it that way of actually having a purpose. Just been like, oh, mm. Easter eggs are cool because you know it's the designers of the you know and like Easter eggs are always in video games and stuff, right? So it's always like, oh, maybe it's just you know. The, the writer or the sound guy or the concept artist or the 3D model or the animator or whatever, just having a bit of fun. So they just mm-hmm. throw something in there, right? But looking at now, I'm like, oh, I've never actually connected the dots and been like, oh, yeah, no, I actually serve a purpose. Like, that's actually like a user experience thing to, you know, if it makes one person smile or be like, oh, good one, that's funny, then like you kind of done your job, right? Like, that's, mm-hmm. you've, increased you've improved upon the user's experience with that product or that mm-hmm. service or whatever right um, and it's a lasting impact right yeah it's not like they experience they'll experience it for the first time and be and probably get a strong sensation of joy and happiness from it but that's also not going to go away because it's something that is um like it's so timeless and each time that they look at it they're like, oh yeah, that's there, and that makes me happy. Yeah, that exists. And then, yeah, maybe they just continue on their day. But even if it's a very small point that you're interacting with on on a product, I think it's a lot more prevalent and successful with a physical product than a digital one, like in an app or in a video game. They're there and they have their place, but like when you open a trying to think of easter eggs in anything that i own yeah that's what i started thinking about i was like huh i wonder what like products like that i have that i'm like oh yeah easter egg you know hmm i feel like there's comedic there's there's a comedic take on it where they're like easter eggs that you did easter eggs in in cars that you didn't know exist and that like the bumps on the horn are for blind people when they're driving Mm -hmm. Which is obviously a joke because blind people aren't going to be operating a yeah. motor vehicle. Um, but I don't know where I was going with that. But I'm trying to think now, and I don't. I don't know if. I mean, I I I have to. But then again, yeah, maybe what, you just what, don't know what quantifies an Easter egg. Well, and that's the thing, right? Because I was thinking when I think Easter egg. I usually think of like a game or a movie, right? Like mm. when I think of movies, it's like, you know, if you go back and you watch um, first Indiana Jones, Raiders Lost mm-hmm. Ark, right? And there's when he first, later on in the movie, when he first goes down into the tomb to look for the, for the Ark. Mm-hmm. And there's a shot and behind him, there's like, you know, a wall or like a, um, a column or whatever that has, it's covered in hieroglyphs. And one of them, one of the hieroglyphs, is literally C-3PO and R2-D2. Oh, shit. Because they're both, like, George Lucas, Spielberg-esque oh, combination, you know, like, films. Yeah. They did that as, like, a just a little nod, a little Easter egg, right? Nod to Star Wars. Hmm. So when I think of that, I think, you know, there's a lot of games, like, most games have Easter eggs in it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, like, a, a game from a series and there's an Easter egg 
kind of you know tipping the hat to a previous game in the series or something like that. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. Um, but that's where I was like, hmm, like all these times, you know, of yeah, like in school or something when we put our own little spin on things or like you see like a, I don't know how a product like there might be even just a little signature where you, you it's hidden. You don't necessarily necessarily see it. And then you find it. It's like the mm. people who put it there know that not everyone's going to notice it. Maybe most people won't. But the few people that will are going to appreciate it. That's very And then true. also we know that's there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I think, and I did that with the Redback Project and the image at the bottom of the banner where there's a person holding a camera when you can see the back of the DSLR in the viewfinder of the frame is the vehicle as if they're actually taking a photo of it. Just like a very shrunken down miniature version. Um, And that's, it's kind of an Easter egg. Like you're hiding, you're hiding little details, right? And I think that's, that's what an Easter egg is. You're hiding, you're hiding a little um, point of joy or point of happiness, or maybe, you're alluding to something new to come. Like I can imagine that in a video game, like they'll maybe they'll tease something so that when the new game comes out and you go back and maybe play the older version of the game, you can make that connection between such and such. Maybe it's a symbol or something, right? Mm -hmm. Or with the Indiana Jones example, if you watch Indiana Jones before you ever get into Star Wars, you may not notice it, but then maybe when you watch Star Wars, you go back and you're watching it again, you're like, oh, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it yesterday, but there's the golden rings inside the base of the Bird of Paradise. Um, but that's it's kind of the only thing that I could think of at the moment in terms of an Easter egg. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something else I own, and I can't. I don't think of it, but... Uh, <laughs> I was like, I definitely want to keep my eye out now, you know, for little things like that. Mm-hmm. I guess the, the Hot Wheels car that I had this. The Hot Wheels car, right? is that, That's the one with the Easter egg. And obviously, I have plenty of movies and games that have Easter eggs. I know that for sure. That's also true. You know, it's, it's like the, the Tarantino films, right? Where he has the one uh, company of uh, cigarettes in uh, oh. a lot of the movies. It's like in Pulp oh, Fiction, one of the characters smoking... It's one brand of cigarettes, and then the cigarettes, I think they're also in Inglourious Bastards, um, and maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Hmm. And then you've got I like, didn't know that yeah, like there's, there's some like, yeah, there's a few things like that. Well, because like the girl, I don't, I don't remember her name in Pulp Fiction, who appears on a lot of the posters, she's smoking a cigarette, and I feel like there's a packet of cigarettes in the foreground of the photo or something like that pulp fiction girl pulp well yeah it's that brand of cigarettes it's in a lot of the movies is it like his own yeah i think it's just like a made up yeah i forgot the name not a true tarantino fan apparently that's okay no one's perfect She's smoking a cigarette. Uh, you can kind of see it, but I can't zoom in very far. 
Yeah, I can't really see yeah. it. Oh, you, I mean, you can kind of see it, but I can't read what it says. Um, cigarettes. Red apple? Red apple, that's it. Red apple cigarettes? Yes, that is it. Quentin Tarantino fan club. Yeah, oh God. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Wiki, wiki.tarantino.info.com. Mm-hmm. Nice. They look kind of creepy. It's like really fucking creepy. It's like this weird caterpillar with a man face on it. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of disturbing. I like that. Yeah, I think we should keep an eye out for Easter eggs and stuff that we own. And that's what's like, you know, when I'm thinking of like more serious design stuff, in our head we have like an idea of what. Travel. Yeah, we haven't. Well, yeah, but. You know, we have an idea of like what an Easter egg is when you think of something really goofy like that. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, what's the difference between oh, something that's just random there or like happy accident and an Easter egg? It's like the intent, right? Someone, mm-hmm. whoever the creator is, left that there. A, to release some of their creative energy, to have a bit mm-hmm. of fun. And they know that the people, few people who do notice it will enjoy it and then it then you feel like you're in on a secret, which ultimately is even more of a personal connection to said item or service. And now you've got like your, your experience or user experience with that product is now elevated. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, what's like really powerful about it. So I think, you know, even designs of like little things that aren't just super noticeable that they put there, you know, that are that are really helpful or you know are really just something that a lot of people won't notice until someone does and then it's like oh you left that there and then you know so there could be a lot of things like that that are just kind of just a little bit of an intent to have a bit extra fun or something right yeah and it could be something that you can't actually see and the only time that you notice it's a surprise is um in the act of using it or to use the bird of paradise as an example in certain circumstances in the designer video the guy talks about how in the summertime or in the springtime or if there's a fan on overhead and there's a breeze that the fronds of the plants actually blow in the wind kind of like how a real plant would that's it's a bit of an easter only egg. happen yeah it's a bit of an easter egg and it'll it's like an interaction based easter egg that you won't notice and won't happen unless there's an external force blowing on it, so yeah. to speak. Um, and that's something that you only get to experience in certain circumstances, which is pretty freaking cool. Yeah, which is cool. Let me click. And I like it. I'm trying to see if there's any like Easter eggs in design, but I, everything's just like, you know, like design making, your own Easter yeah, eggs. Yeah, you, making your own Easter eggs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not exactly. Uh, it's not. What we're it's not exactly about. search friendly. No. It seems like. Yeah, I think we'll we'll figure it out, and we'll probably. I mean, like Field Notes is full of them, but they're almost. I think at some points it's part of the design intentionally, and it, I think it goes beyond an Easter egg. Like at the back, they've got the 
practical applications series, which for each different field notes is based on this, the custom series. It's like 30 different prompts. Mm. So for the snowflake one, it's sled hack ideas, ice melt surf, ice, ice melt surplus plans, snowball chances, mugs defrosted, sled dog names. And it's, it's little details like that. But I don't think that quite meets. I think it's too consistent to be an Easter egg name. Maybe I'm wrong, though. I guess it also depends. I think it's probably a relative term, Easter egg. Like, could be a really, really big thing. I just found a, a really, little really small thing. Yeah, I just found a little article talking about it was more like for apps and stuff for technology. I just found one. But Go for it. And this kind of, I think sums up in a nice way of like in conclusion this article is talking about you know like easter eggs get the product closer to the users by showing a glimpse of human-like behavior oh that's so right cool. and it's obviously like the hunt form and everything but it's yeah see everything's popping up that actually is design related is like ui ux but you know mm. gross yeah exactly but yeah, I think it's just connecting more with the with the with the users, right? Mm-hmm. It's like here's a product or a service, but it's a, it's a human touch, kind of you know a little injection of human touch to like mm. to create a stronger connection between you and the product, right? If you feel like yeah, you found not... something, even if a thousand plus other people, a million people have found it, you still feel like you found something extra. Mm-hmm. You know, you paid for this thing, you thought you got out out of the product everything that you wanted to or they expect to and then you find something extra yeah and you're like oh my god this is even better right because you didn't know because it's a surprise right and i literally just had that so i'm looking through the field notes memo book that i have now and it's the snowflake edition very nice very beautiful Mm. um and it on the inside give you a little glimpse here i don't know if it'll can kind of see that you see how it's it's a dot grid yes can just about see it those aren't dots they're little snowflakes oh nice yeah see right and that's something that like it's so small that's probably like two points it's so small if anyone has like slightly worse eyesight yeah you would notice it would just become blurry but that's like it's those little details but it's just that cool thing so yeah it's just it's this extra of like you know <clears throat> appreciate the designers more just put an extra you know the creative a little bit of creativity into it a little extra you know and then mm-hmm. you feel like you found something and now you have even more of a connection to that product mm-hmm. you know i think it's kind of a very uh undervalued or underappreciated yeah um it is tool for a designer you know mm-hmm. designer a really strengths. good way to get people users to like to form like a strong a stronger bond with the product you know yeah i very much agree very much agree so if uh but if, if you have any easter eggs and products that you have in your life then please feel free to send us an email send that to hi at bigdesigncompany.com share us share with us your easter egg insights you can also visit our website www.bigdesigncompany.com and if you have a podcast specific question or comment 
send that to hive.thecrosispodcast at gmail.com. And good old wacky zacky, wacky zacky. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very, 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 very much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. The process.